morning, I would like to title my sermon as Death into Life. Can you say that with me? Death into Life. One of the miracles that Jesus performed as he was ministering on the face of this earth was raising the son of a widow in the city of Nain. That was an amazing miracle as this young boy, young man, he died suddenly and he was the only one son for the widow and as Jesus entered into Bible says Jesus in the beginning of Luke chapter 7 Jesus went to Capernaum and when he entered into Capernaum there was another miracle that took place before this particular miracle that happened and centurion came running to Jesus asking for healing for his servant amen are you with me I want you to respond to me back Right, so a centurion came running to Jesus and as his servant was sick and he came running to Jesus and he asked, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to enter into my roof, under my, come under my roof, but say a word that my servant will be healed. And you know, we, 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 we know that story, that servant was healed at that particular moment. And then Bible says, then Jesus entered into a city called Nain. And when he entered into the city called Nain, he found a dead man being carried. So as he was entering into the city gate, and he saw a procession coming out of the city, uh, out to the city, and he saw a dead body was being carried. And we read this story in Luke chapter 7 verses 11 to 17. So let's turn our Bibles or look at the screen from, we are reading from Luke chapter 7 verse 11. Now it happened the day after that he went to the, into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Verse 16 says, Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, This is what they said. Can you read that together? A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. Verse 17, and this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. So this was a great miracle that Jesus performed ever. Can you imagine a dead body is brought back to life and that body is handed over to his mother? You know, this morning, just I want to quickly outline this sermon <laughs> into three sections number one is the loss of the son the woman she was a widow and she lost her only son and then we see Jesus having compassion over the situation and thirdly we see the, the dead man coming back to life can you read that with me number one loss of the son number two compassion of Jesus number three return of the dead now when Jesus entered the city 
As we read, Bible says a dead man was carried and he was the only son of a widow. You know, some point of time in her life, she lost her husband. And she was left out with only this son. And he was the one who was taking care of her. And he was the only, you know, breadwinner of the family. And this poor lady, was, she was just totally depending on this young man. And she never expected, you know, that he is going to die. He is going to die. You know, life on this earth is not going to stay forever. All of us know that. But, you know, seldom we think about it. Life is not going to be here forever. Life is going to go so quickly than we could imagine. Those who are alive today and they are not there tomorrow. Now I want you to think about it, you know, for a moment. The life that we live on this earth is so fleeting. It's just momentary. It's just so passing. Because none of us are going to stay here forever. And there is a particular window in which we all work, we all operate when we are living on the face of this earth. And when that once the time frame is gone, we are gone. Bible talks about it. Job says in Job chapter 7 verse 6, he says, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. You know, you would have seen a weaver's shuttle, some of you at least. And how fast it goes left and right. You know, and Job says, my days are swifter than the weaver's shuttle. It just goes quickly. And Job 9, chapter 9, verses 25 and 26, he says, now my days are swifter than a runner. Now you would have seen 100 meter in a running race. Right? Just so quick. Just so quick. Before the bullet firing, bullet, you know, sound gets stopped, people are already at the mark. So quick. And he says, they flee away. They see no good. They pass like a swift ships, like an eagle sweeping on its prey. So quick. You know, this is the life that we are living. You know, at times the way we live, you know, it, it, it appears that, you know, we are going to live forever and ever. The way we make plans, it's all good. It's all good. But also we need to have something in, my, my, in our minds. That we are not going to be here forever. Now when I was preparing this message, this is what I could imagine about life. I see the swiftness of a speeding train. You know, this is what I put together. If you can read that, I'm not sure whether you're able to read this. A speeding train. Can you read that with me and try to understand? This is what is life. A speeding train that does not stop in a station crosses the platform swiftly, so quickly. The platform is our lifespan. We are the com compartments. Each one is a compartment. The compartments ahead of us had already crossed the platform and gone. We are just crossing the platform now. The compartments behind us will cross the platform soon. Once all it is gone, even the memories are smudged or smeared in the absolute silence. That's the life we are talking about. That's the life that we are living today. When you are standing in such a flat platform, when the train goes so quickly, so fast, without stopping in that station, all that you just hear is the, just the noise of the train, the noise it makes, and just see the noise is getting kind of smeared into the silence. You know, that's the life that you and I live on the face of this earth. 
death is totally inevitable for human beings you know this morning we are talking about something that is so real something that we experience something that people around us they experience you know bible says very clearly we are appointed to die you know this morning it's a good message because you know god is making us to know god is helping us to number our days every minute every hour and every day that we are spending on this earth is a gift of god is a gift of god nobody can deny it and nobody can waste it and this morning god is telling us god is speaking to us it is important it is important what you are doing is important what you are being in our in your family is important what you are trying to do for others is important what you are trying to do for god is important hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says and as it is appointed for men to die once but after this judgment how many times we die physically we die just once death is something that doesn't really tell us when it is going to come it's not going to tell us when it is going to come it just comes all of a sudden it just comes all of a sudden now we see a mother just lost her son just her only son she just lost you know physical death there's nothing but a physical separation from the rest of the people you know once we die we are gone from our family there is another death that is called spiritual death can you say that with me spiritual death that really separates us from our god physical death separates us from people around us but spiritual death separates us from our god physical death is a temporary separation but spiritual death is an eternal separation you know once we go away from god eternally we are separated and we are going to live without god we are going to live totally separated cut off from god physical death can be a loss for our family and especially in this case this particular loss the death of his her son was a loss to his mother but spiritual death is a loss of the kingdom of god amen who is going to gain when we are spiritually separated devil is going to gain when we are spiritually separated from god it is a total loss for the kingdom of god we can be physically alive but spiritually dead a church can be filled with people who are physically alive but totally spiritually dead are you with me this morning a church can be totally filled with people but they are all physically alive but spiritually dead spiritually dead only one son the widow had was lost because jesus was there that physical death was revived that boy came back to life today when we physically die can we come back again to live yes or no no we are gone physical death cannot be revived but spiritual death can be revived you know that's why we have the word of god that's why we have the holy spirit helping us that's why we have prayer you know through prayer we'll be able to get revived spiritually so we are talking about this morning the loss of the son secondly let's look into jesus the compassion jesus had on this family you know this morning i just want to talk about the compassion of our savior when jesus saw her bible says he moved with compassion to her toward her 
on her. The reason is, you know, death was not the original plan of God. If you remember the Garden of Eden, how many trees were there in the Garden of Eden? One tree. How many trees were in the Garden of Eden? Two trees. Many trees were in the Garden of Eden. I think it looks like the wrong question. Right? So God spoke about two trees. What are those trees? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right? And there is another tree that's important tree that's called the tree of life tree of life right there are two significant trees i mean there were many trees in the garden of eden but you know god said to adam do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the day when you eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you will die you will spiritually die right you will spiritually die and now what happened you know if they would not have eaten the god tree of good and tree of the knowledge of good and evil eventually they would have gone they would have found where the tree of life is and they would have eaten from the tree of life so that they can live for ever death was not the plan of god physical death was not the plan of god but death came into existence when they were deceived by the devil and when serpent deceived man decided to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eventually he was cursed he was cursed and death came into his life physical death and you know bible says in the book of revelation one day god is going to give us the tree of life we are going to eat from the tree of life so that we can live with him forever and ever that's going to happen in the coming days when we go to the heaven so we are talking about a physical death that was not the original plan of god and now when physical death happens jesus had compassion because that was not happening according to the plan of God. It is something that we incur. It is something that we put upon our heads because we disobeyed God. And God is not happy about it. You know, every time when we go through a loss of some of your family members, you know, God is not happy about it. He is just standing next to you. And as you go through every moment in your life, you know, He is standing by you. He is standing and com He is comforting you. His compassionate compassion is always over you because physical death is not the original plan of god death can cause sorrow and pain and a feeling of hopelessness how many of you lost your you know dear ones in a couple of years like for last four five six years how many of you lost your dear ones many of you many of us would have lost it's not a good moment to lose somebody there's a hopelessness builds up in the air you know have you been there in funeral services when you are in the funeral service, there is a hopelessness. It's building up in the air. Always there is a question, today is he and tomorrow it's my turn. Who knows? Who knows? When we go through loss, God has compassion over our lives. You know, our God is a compassionate God. You know, our, you know, many times we don't take time to think about our God. You know, how much compassion He has over our lives. I want to read a couple of scriptures this morning. Psalm 86 verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, can you all read with me together? But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. He's a compassionate God. Psalm 145 verse 5 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. You know, if God is not compassionate over our lives, you know, we would have gone, we would have gone away, we would have perished. 
But because of his compassions, because of his mercy, you and I are alive on the face of this year. The Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. He's a compassionate God. Isaiah chapter 40, 49 verse 15 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. You know, he is the God you serve. He is the God we serve today. You know, you may, you, people may around us may forget, our families may forget us. But God says, I will never forget you. Because I am having such a great compassion. You know what? The good news is, you know, we are so loved by our God. You know, many times we don't realize this. Many times we don't take this into our hearts. We are so loved by our God. You know, God loves us so much. God has such a compassion on your life. You know, many times we have questioned, God, you are, are you not seeing what I am going through in my life? I'm just all alone, Lord. Are you not looking into my need? Are you not caring about my necessities, Lord? Lord, this is my condition which I cannot share with somebody. But Lord, are you not? Are you not? Bible repeatedly says, He's a compassionate God. He knows what we are going through. He knows the situation that we are dealing with today. He knows the unknowns that we are trying to deal with every time. He knows the uncertainties that we have as we are trying to settle down in this nation. He knows everything. He's a God who is a compassionate God over your life and over my life. And this morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, I know what you are going through. I know your situation. I know your pain. Do not give up. Do not lose heart. Do not give up. You know, every time when Jesus performed miracles, I want you to listen to this. Bible says he had compassion over them and he healed them. That's what the word of God says. Every time when their healing took place, Jesus had so much of compassion. You know, why such a God of heaven had to have such a compassion over someone who is struggling in pain? He is such a God. He is such a God. And I believe he is the same today. Matthew chapter 14 verse 14 says, And when Jesus went out, he saw great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. sick. You know, I don't think that healing took place because he was God. I believe that healing took place because of the compassion that he had for those people. You know, when we have such a heart that melts for people seeing, people struggling, people going through sick moments and difficult times in their lives, you know, miracles are certain, miracles are certain. And God expects us to have that compassion when people go through difficult moments. When a leper came to Jesus and asked him, if you are willing, you can make me clean, Lord. If you are willing, you can make me clean, Lord. Mark chapter 1 verse 41, then Jesus moved with compassion when he heard this. Somebody who is caught up with leprosy and he is coming to Jesus and asking, Lord, if you, know, if you are willing. And Jesus is telling, my son, certainly I'm going to heal you. And then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. And he said to him, I'm willing, be cleansed. I'm willing, be cleansed. You know, the message of the gospel throughout all the gospel books. If you read, we come across multiple times that Jesus is a compassionate God. And this morning, it is good to know that Jesus has compassion over our lives. 
And that simply means that the situation that we are dealing today is not going to stay forever because of his compassion. The sickness that we are dealing today is not going to be with us forever because of his compassion. His compassion can set us free. His compassions can deliver us this morning. Jesus had compassion over her and said, do not weep. Do not weep. Before he raised the dead, he was turning to his mother and telling her, do not weep. He's the God who wipes our tears. The teardrops that we shed without anyone's knowledge before we go to our bed is all counted. Is all counted. I believe this morning this compassion has come over our families as a thick cloud because he is looking into what we are going through in our lives. He has seen the condition of this woman and he raised the dead back into life. We talked about two death, physical death and spiritual death. When spiritual attacks come our lives, when spiritually we die, when we rise up and again we fall down, we are not able to move forward. You know, his compassions are still there. Numbers chapter 14 verse 18 says, the Lord is long suffering, he is patient. And he is abundant in mercy and forgiving our iniquity and transgressions. He is a God you know, who participates in our struggles. He is a God who participates even in our spiritual struggles that we go through in our lives. Thirdly, the dead came back to life. The return of the dead. Jesus spoke to the dead man saying, this is what Jesus said, young man, he was just a dead body. Can you imagine? Jesus speaking to the dead body. Do you think a dead body can hear? No. Whatever you do, it's not going to respond. But now Jesus is speaking to the dead body and he is calling him. Young man, I say to you, arise. And verse 15 says, so he was, he who was dead sat up and he began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Now Jesus is trying to get him back now. Listen to me. You know, whenever we read Jesus moved with compassion, we see miracles taking place. We see dead ears popped open. And we see blind eyes seen. We see skin conditions being healed. And we see dead coming back to life. Every time when Jesus moved with compassion throughout the gospel, we read this. Always his compassion is going to result something supernatural. Can you all say supernatural? Amen. And God has compassion over you. The result is something supernatural. And how do we get that attention of God in your life? Is you know, you go to him and multiple times you cry out to God and tell him, Lord, this is what I'm going through, Lord. This is my struggle, oh God. This is what I'm, Lord, experiencing in my life, in my body, Lord. And repeatedly when you go and appeal to God, He looks into our lives with the same compassion that He had when He walked into the city of Nain. And result of His compassion is a supernatural breakthrough. Jesus commanded the deadness to leave from His body, from His life. And that's the reason He said, young man, I say to you, arise. I say to you, arise. 
Now, God doesn't basically want us to lose our health. No, not at all. I mean, we may lose our health, you know, because we age. But, you know, before the day that God has appointed to our lives, to us, if our health is going down, and I believe it is not from God, it is not from God at all. God doesn't want us to use our health. In fact, God wants our health to come back. The same way God expects the dead to come back, the same way God expects our health to be restored because of his compassion. I want, you to, read, I want to read a scripture for you. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. Can you read that with me? For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. When you are a child of God, when you depend on God for everything in your life, you know, this is what my Bible says. God says, you know, I will restore your health and I will heal your wound because I know that, you know, you are totally neglected. You are totally an outcast by people. You know, this morning God is telling you and telling your family, just do not look at, do not get discouraged by people around you. Just do not get discouraged by people in your family. But God is telling you this morning that he is a God who has compassion and mercy over your life God is still in the healing business he wants to restore our health you know there is no doubt without any fear we can go and ask God Lord I feel like I'm losing my health Lord I feel like my blood condition is not good Lord I feel like Lord God I'm struggling with this issue and that issue Lord I need you to look into my situation Lord I want your compassionate eyes to look at my life Lord because he's the God who restores now, on the other hand, I want you to think about this too. Today, we are not really worried about physical death. Because we know, when time comes, we have to go. When time comes, we have to go. That's the reason Paul says, for me, for to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Can you say that with me? To me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain gain because even if we live even if we die we belong to Christ we are not worried about our physical death but God doesn't want us to spiritually die that's terrible that's dangerous because spiritual death is eternal death and we can't handle that separation from God spiritual death is eternity eternal death God wants us to, God wants to revive our spiritual lives. God wants to revive our spiritual death. You know, this morning, before we get into a time of prayer, just want to give a symptom of spiritual death, you know, just few of them. There are times we don't feel like praying. There are times we don't feel like talking to God. There are times we don't feel like reading the word of God and meditating the word of God. There are times that we don't feel like doing anything for God. There are times that we don't feel like, you know, each day just goes. Because the day has to start anyway, then the day has to end. There is nothing important, nothing significant, and nothing we are trying to achieve. Just all part of the life. You know, when we get into that kind of, you know, that kind of apathy or smug, you know, that, that, that moment that happens to our lives, and if you allow that to continue for days and weeks and months, there is no doubt we are spiritually dying. 
We are spiritually dying because we lost the connection. We lost the connection. Yesterday we were in a park, in a, we were in, in the Dollar Lake, and there is no reception. Nobody could contact you. We just, all of us, learned to live. How can we live without internet? It was hard, and I would have taken my phone maybe, I don't know how many times I would have taken my phone to look, but then, I, okay, there is no connection. Put it back. Put it back. We struggle. When a fish is taken out of the water and put it in the land, you know, we, the fish struggles, you know, we all became like that without internet. We just struggle because we just lost the connection. It's the same struggle our soul is going through inside of us every time when we lose connection with the Savior. When we lose connection with our Lord God, your soul inside of you is not at all happy. It's struggling to make that connection back so that it can communicate with our God. You know, that is the expectation. When we spiritually die, we don't feel like doing anything for God. You know, I believe I go through it. All of us go through that moment in our lives. But God is saying, I am a God. I am more interested in reviving your spiritual life than your physical condition. Because your physical conditions are temporary. But your spiritual condition is eternal. And obviously God is worried about something that belongs to eternity. And this morning God is speaking to us. Today we want our spiritual deadness to revive. Psalm 85 verse 6 says, Will you, can you read this beautiful scripture together? Will you not revive us again? This is the prayer of a child of God. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you, Lord? It's days and months, Lord God, since I rejoiced in your presence, Lord. I just lost the joy. I don't feel like, Lord, doing anything for you. I don't experience, Lord, you at all because I just lost the joy. I'm trying to manage with all my strength and all my ability, with all my intellect, Lord, I'm trying to manage every day. But I just lost that. I just lost that. And this morning, if you say that with me, God is here to restore us. We are all going to pray. Shall we all stand for a moment this morning?